Chad and Jay Mansbridge here, lead pastors of Bayside Church International, based here on the south coast of South Australia. Our great passion as a church is to help people to know Jesus and to demonstrate His love, truth and life in everything that we do. We hope you enjoyed today's message. Let's give Mao a hearty round of applause so he's going to bring us the word. Thank you, Malcolm. Thank you, sir. Well, good morning. Uh, for those who don't know me, my name is Mao. I'm um, one of the pastors here at Bayside. And uh, we've been doing a series on Come Let Us. This morning, I want to talk about Come Let Us Welcome. So hopefully if you are new here this morning, you haven't been here before, when you came in the door, you felt welcomed. And if you didn't, um, I hope that's just not the case. So <laughs> if you are here this morning and you're new, welcome. So we've had Chad speaking about building together and worship, and then Rob telling us about good things God has done, and with Jay listening. And I'm not going to preach long this morning. I'm not a long preacher, about five, nine. Get that? Yeah, I tried that last time, and I still didn't get buy-in this time, so I think next time I preach, I just won't bother with that one. It's just really, really bad, isn't it? Five, eight. I'm shrinking, I think. Yeah. So the two scriptures I want to start with this morning, uh, they're both exactly the same, which is one of those things in scripture you go, wow, what's all that about? But Isaiah 2.3 says, people from many nations will come and say, come, let us go to the mountain of the Lord and to the house of Jacob's God. There he will teach us his ways and we will walk in his paths. For the Lord's teaching will go out from Zion and his word will go out from Jerusalem. And in Micah 4.2, it says exactly the same thing. Now, how can that happen? Because it's a very interesting passage, and it's found pretty much word for word in both. Some scholars believe Micah borrowed it from Isaiah. Others believe that Isaiah borrowed it from Micah. Others say that it was a completely different person and both of them borrowed it from that person. But the one I like is that God gave it to them both, word for word. Which, you know, he can do. It is, it is possible. And this verse is talking about a future time for both writers, when all peoples and nations will come to the place where God dwells. And he will teach them his ways, and they will walk in his paths. And we can see that happening today. Obviously, our Lord is in heaven, but he is also in our hearts. And he teaches us daily of his goodness and of his love, his character, and what he wants us to do. But those people that are looking to come, where do they come? Well, where will they find God? They can hear it on the TV, stuff about Jesus on the TV or the radio or the web, or they can read about him in the Bible. God may give them a dream to seek out someone. But mostly, it will be 
through people like us, his church, which is bride, and he loves us. And that's our job. So our job is to be looking for those people and be welcoming, whether that is at work or in sports club or just people that you meet or here at church. We need to be welcoming. So what does welcoming mean? Well, the Oxford Dictionary, welcoming is behaving in a polite or friendly way to a guest or a new arrival. But the scriptures, they go much deeper than that, than just being polite. It encourages us to have a real heart motivation. We see in Matthew 25, 35 to 36, Jesus is talking about what the kingdom of God is like. For I was hungry and you fed me. I was thirsty and you gave me a drink. I was a stranger and you invited me into your home. I was naked and you gave me clothing. I was sick and you cared for me. I was in prison and you visited me. Then these righteous ones will reply, Lord, when did we ever see you hungry? Or thirsty? And give you something to drink. Or stranger. Or a stranger and how and show you hospitality. Or naked and give you clothing. When did we ever see you sick or in prison or visit you? And the king will say, I tell you the truth, when you do it to one of the least of these, my brothers and sisters, you were doing it to me. I love that. John 15, 13 says, There is no greater love than to lay down one's life for one's friends. Hebrews 13, 2. Don't forget to show hospitality to strangers. For some who have done this have entertained angels without even realizing it. Has that ever happened to anyone here? They think they've been entertaining an angel. I go home every night and think I'm entertaining an angel. I tell you what, it has been 17 years of sheer bliss. You're a good lady and I just want to honour you this morning. You're amazing. Thank you. Remember guys, we can't do what we do unless we have an amazing woman behind us. And an amazing woman can't do what she can do without an amazing husband behind us. Come to the marriage seminar, you'll hear all about that. <laughs> plug, plug. Okay. Above all, love each other deeply because love covers over a multitude of sins. Offer hospitality to one another without grumbling. Now, this is really interesting because my New Living Translation doesn't say cheerfully share your home with those who need a meal or place to stay, but that is a good thing as well, as long as you don't invite, invite in somebody who's not good. Just be sensible and wise. We see that the Lord wants us to be aware of those around us and to be on the lookout for the ones he has brought into our path. Because if we're open, we say, Lord, just use us. He will bring people into your path. For as we know him, let's show him to others. 
Okay, our prop today is Yes, for those who see it's Mario, today it's not Mario. Today, this is Myron the Mankey. Now, do we have anyone in here by the name of Myron? I tried to pick a name that I thought would be pretty impossible. In fact, I think I made that name up, Myron. So, people will go, what on earth is the word mankey? Myron the mankey. It's a Scots word for meaning dirty as in mud. I, I borrowed one of Monty... Well, <laughs> I haven't borrowed it. I've probably destroyed it now. Um, but Monty's tea tells him there's mud there and he's even got a little bit of mud on his nose for Myron the mankey. Now, Myron has had a hard life. He doesn't have a house to live in, so it's not easy for him to wash. He is very self-conscious of his state and so keeps quiet. But sometimes Moran gets upset when he knows people are looking down at him. So he comes off a bit cranky. So it's Moran the cranky manky. <laughs> and I've got his serious part now. <laughs> okay. However, underneath all this, Moran used to be an architect. He used to fund an orphanage and help out when he could. He had a lovely family, but has been estranged for them for so long he can't remember. He used to know Jesus, but through all the fog of bad decisions and disasters, he lost sight of him many years ago. He can't seem to get a break, and his last attempt to see if life can be lived was presented to him in a dream last night about a church in a shed. So with all his courage, he walked here from somewhere out bush, and here he is. Hello, Myron. Now, people are precious, and when we get past all the facades and walls they have put up to protect themselves, there is someone who needs love, needs to know that they are valuable and accepted, and then when those things are established, that they have calling and destiny. It's to know the Lord and who he is and who he's made them to be. Moni and I, oh, I've got here and it's our 17th anniversary today. I've said that, haven't I? Just, yeah, it's old now. Get on with it. Okay. When we were at Coastlands, we used to do a thing called Coastlands Care, uh, which took a van down to Gawler Place on a Saturday night. And we had hot sausages and bread and sandwiches, tea and coffee and cordial. And for those um, of us, we, we just really, really enjoyed the time. We went and um, able to feed, oh, I don't know, what would it be, about 30, 30 people that would just come. No, that's where we came and they would, they would come. And they were from all sorts of different backgrounds. Um, you know, the people... People like Myron can be from all walks of life. They don't have to be architects or those kinds of things. They, they can just be people that can't go home, you know, because it's just too tough there. But we would sing and entertain, and it was really good night and loved that we had made some difference into those people's lives. And here at Bayside, Glenis and her team 
um, do the bread run on Friday nights, which is so much more than that. We do food parcels and try and help out where we can. And if you're interested in at all in doing that kind of thing, then see, see Glennis. So our role as his children in a place like this is to be like Jesus, or wherever we are. So I've got three points. Three points is always good to have three points. It can be four, it can be two, but this morning it's three. Three things that help us be a welcoming people. And our first one, yeah, you can't really see that, but that is to know who we are. That's at the top there, know who we are. John 1.12 says, But to all who believed in him and accepted him, he gave them the right to become children of God. You are a child of God if you accepted Jesus into your life. You are a child of God. You look around outside and see this incredible universe that he has made, and you are his child. Sometimes I think about that and I go, ooh, that's just doing my head in, Lord, that I am your child, that there's millions and billions of people in this world, and you love me. You love me. And I want that just to sink in this morning. That is something for us to be confident in. You know, when we have people come through... It's a feather. It's a feather. Well, there you go. That's a good sign. It's a feather. <laughs> yeah, well, that's a good point. Okay, Lord. The, when, when we come in, and I don't know how you used to be. This isn't my notes, but we're going to go for it anyway, which is dangerous, but let's see where we go. Um, when I was a young guy, I hated... No, that's not right. It was really, really uncomfortable for me to be in crowds and be with people. Because I had a really, really low self-esteem. I just thought, what's, you know, why are people going to talk to me, listen to me? They'll get five minutes in the conversation and go, he's a dud. That's, that's what I thought because I wasn't one of these kids that was the footy star. I wasn't, you know, um, great at... Um, yeah, well, I found it later, but um, like music and stuff like that, I, I just loved that, but didn't think that that was somebody, something that people shone to. But that's a, a young boy who doesn't know what God has put inside of them. I'm going to move it just a bit here. God has put something inside of each one of you that that is incredible and is something that he wants to shine through. Each one of us. And so we are children of God. When someone walks through that door, or someone comes up to us, we have Jesus inside us. And just to let him through. And you know, you know who made you like you are? God made you like you are. So someone comes along and goes, you're this, you're that you're failing in this or you're weak in that, we are children of God. And he has made us the way that we are. And we are to rejoice in that. 
1 Corinthians 6.17 says, But the person who is joined to the Lord is one spirit with him. We are one spirit with Jesus. 1 Peter 2.9-12 But you are not like that. And that was talking about people who are abandoned and, and people who are not, um, not great people. But you are not like that. You are a chosen people. You are royal priests, a holy nation, God's very own possession. And as a result, you can show others the goodness of God. For he called you out of darkness into his marvellous and wonderful light. We are his wonderful light. You are his wonderful light. Louis, you're his wonderful light. Mem, you're his wonderful light. Margot, you're his wonderful light. Andrew, you're his wonderful light. Graham, Craig, Gary. I'll go through each one of you. That'd be a test, wouldn't it? Start calling. Yeah, I won't do that. God just said, no, don't, don't do that. Get on with the preach. Go. You add him to any situation and he is better. These are all tools for helping us, welcoming people. I tell you the truth. Anyone who believes in me will do the same works I have done. Does that blow your mind? <laughs> to do the same works he has done. But he doesn't leave it there. He goes, and even greater works. Because I am going to the Father. You can ask for anything in my name and I will do it. So that the Son can bring glory to the Father. Yes, ask me for anything in my name and I will do it. And he walked on water. He healed the sick. He had words of knowledge for people. And when anyone walks through that door, and God has called us to be a welcoming community, we have all those resources. The resources that we have are unlimited. As part of our faith, we need to acknowledge they are there. Pray into the things that he has laid upon our hearts to see them a reality. And I don't know if some of you remember a story that Joshua Mills told here about, this is the ultimate in welcoming. Um, he was, had a dream one night, and I'll try and get it right. If it's not right, Josh, sorry, it's, it's as best as I can remember. But um, he had a dream last night that he was in, I think it was China, or it was somewhere over in that region, and that he greeted the people and all those kinds of things. And then he woke up and thought, wow, that was a really cool dream. I think the next day he got an email from someone in China and said, we loved you having us, we loved having you with us last night. That is freaky. So he was actually, or they thought he was actually there. And, you know, we have so many accounts in the Bible of these wild things that happen. You know, I was talking about crazy things the other day, you know, and things that God just puts on our hearts that we go... That is wild. I mean, Monty and I have some really, really crazy things about um, ideas that God has given us about helping people. And we're praying into those things and we say, Lord, we want those things to come into being. But that is our privilege. That is the resources that God has given us. So know what we are to do, point two. 
So we've had know who we are, know what we are to do as a welcoming people. Mark 16, 15 to 18 says, And then he told them to go, go into all the world and preach the good news to everyone. Anyone who believes and is baptised will be saved. And if they don't, it's not good news, but we are focusing on anyone who believes and is baptised will be saved. Tell anyone who will listen what God has done in your life. Be welcoming when you are given an opportunity to speak of who you are. And I just want to read a, a bit of a slab from Romans 12, 3 to 16. Because of the privilege and authority God has given me, it's Paul speaking and he wrote this in about AD 57. I give you this warning. Don't think you are better than you really are. Be honest in your evaluation of yourselves, measuring yourselves by the faith God has given us. So in other words, let me clarify that. In other words, know who we are in Jesus. Don't value ourselves by the world standards, but know our, our identity in him. Don't think too little and don't think too much. Just as our bodies have been many parts and each part has a special function, so it is with Christ's body. We are many parts of one body and we all belong to each other. In his grace, God has given us different gifts for doing certain things well. We all have a job to do. We are all good at something. And there is no something that is better than another something. We are all good at something. So let's push through with that. So if God has given you the ability to prophesy, speak out as with much faith as God has given you. If your gift is serving others, serve them well. If you are a teacher, teach well. If your gift is to encourage others, be encouraging. If it is a gift, if it is a giving gift, give generously. If God has given you a leadership ability, take it seriously. And if you have a gift for showing kindness to others, which I know so many of you do, do it gladly. Don't just pretend to love others. Really love them. And that sometimes is hard. I mean, poor Myron here, he's coming to this place and Myron hasn't had a wash for a while. And the last thing I want to do is, hi, Myron. I want to go up and I want to push all that aside and I want the love of God to come through. You know, we can smell pretty roses later. But the thing we want to do is we want to love. And sometimes that takes, takes work. We've got to push through with those things, push through people that we find um, are difficult. And we'll get to that in a, bit, a sec. Hate what is wrong. Hold tightly to what is good. Love each other with genuine affection. And take delight in honouring each other. Never be lazy, but work hard and serve the Lord enthusiastically. Rejoice in our confident hope. Be patient in trouble and keep on praying. When God's people are in need, be ready to help them and always be eager to practice hospitality. Bless those who persecute you. Don't curse them. Pray that God will bless them. 
Be happy with those who are happy and weep with those who weep. Live in harmony with each other and don't be too proud to enjoy the company of ordinary people. <laughs> I love that last line and I go, wow, he actually put that in there. Don't be too proud to the company of ordinary people. And I said, Lord, what do I say about that? And he says, guess what? We're all you're all ordinary. But in my sight, remember, my ordinary is perfect. Far above all others ordinary anywhere. I went, that's, that's a good one. Oh, I'm getting tingles with that now. <laughs> so you're ordinary, but you're God's ordinary, and that's pretty darn good. And don't think you know it all. Ever been around someone who thinks they know it all? No. <laughs> Socrates said, and I'm quoting Socrates, please, I don't agree with everything that Socrates said, but this one's good. The more I know, the more I realise I know nothing. Our knowing God is an amazing, adventurous and exciting, eternal journey. And... Um, we can always learn. We are always students. Learn how to be more welcoming. Learn how to be um, more attractive to others. And you know, we can do that. Chad talked previously about smiling. Someone comes in, oh, bless you in the love of the Lord. <laughs> you know, or, hi. <laughs> you know? Hi, I'm I'm Malcolm, and uh, you know I uh, I'm, I'm really <laughs> I'm really glad you're here this morning. Really glad you're going to stay. Yeah, yeah, you're going to stay. You know that there's there's morbid or there's manic. All right, so try and try and find somewhere in the middle. All these things are components of us being a welcoming community, a welcoming family where people feel accepted and loved. And look, read Romans 12. There's, there's, there's so much stuff in that. And if you go, I don't, I don't know what I'm meant to do. I mean, Monty and I have these discussions, you know, quite, are we doing the things that God's called us to do? Are we, are we doing, is there anything that we're missing or is there anything that we're just doing too much of, like behave like a goof like I did a minute ago? Um, is, there, is there things that we can do? What can we do? Um, I love, I love the Decreville girls just coming and dance. Isn't that beautiful? Oh, just playing and I just want to honour you guys, you know. You can do anything, you know, if you paint or, I don't know, the, the sky's the limit. But it's all part of the process of being a welcoming church. So we've had know who you are. Know what we are to do. And the third thing is know that every life is precious. For God loved the world that he gave his one and only son so that everyone who believes in him will not perish but have everlasting life. Not those who chose, not just those who chose him, but everyone. That's what blows me away about this. Everyone is precious. And we can fall into the trap of thinking that some people are just too hard to love. But I've been asking the Lord to fill my head and heart with his goodness. 
And when you're doing a preach, you say, Lord, just bring some things into my mind that, that are for someone. Um, and sometimes people can just be awful. Let's, let's face it, sometimes people can just be awful. Say the most hurtful things and seem so callous or unfeeling in saying them. But we don't know what they've gone through or the pressures that they might be under. So I woke up with a thought in my head, and it's a bit edgy, and I went, really, Lord? But he said, sometimes people just need time to sort their shingles out. Now, has anyone had shingles? Yeah, they are awful. I haven't had them, but I read up about them and went, ooh, ooh, that would be... And it's just, it's irritating, it just puts you on edge all the time, you feel like scratching and all sorts of things. And it causes irritation, and anyone who has had it will attest to that. So in other other words, we sometimes need to be accommodating and understanding with people while the Lord heals them on the things that are hurting them. We need to get past the symptoms and pray for them with our whole hearts. Obviously, you need to be wise and not be in danger. If somebody's being really, really abusive, just pray for them and, and let them be, but let them know that you're, you know, you're still there, you're still praying for them. But the Lord will always show you through this word and our spirit of those you trust what are reasonable boundaries. And that's for someone here this morning at the shop. Ephesians 2.10 For we are God's masterpiece. He has created us anew in Christ Jesus. So we can do the good things he has planned for us long ago. And you know, he even has, and this is a thing to remember when we are are talking to people, that he even has good plans for those who will never take up his offer of salvation. Now I'll clarify that. His arms are always wide open for anyone who will turn to him and everything is in place, ready for them to live the life that God is given for them. So no one is past it. Okay, you think, Lord, I want to be welcoming to this person that I know at work or this person that I've met somewhere, but it's so hard. They're so prickly and... and but pray for them. Know that everything that... Um, can change them is that God has that ready in place for them just to make that decision. Jeremiah 31.3 says, Long ago the Lord said to Israel, I have loved you, my people, with an everlasting love. And we know how Israel behaved. You know, sometimes look in the Old Testament and go, Lord, you know, we would never do that. <laughs> and he goes, yeah. And go, yeah. Really? What about this time? No, God doesn't accuse, but he just goes, no, son. We are all like that in different levels. With unfailing love, I have drawn you to myself. God's love never changes. Oops, that's the next bit, isn't it? Psalm 139, 13-16. And I love this. You made all the delicate inner parts of my body and knit me together in my mother's womb. Thank you 
for making me so wonderfully complex. Your workmanship is marvelous, how well I know it. You watched me as I was being formed in utter seclusion, and as I was woven together in the dark of the womb, you saw me before I was born. Every day of my life was recorded in your book. Every moment was laid out before a single day had passed. God knows everyone intricately. We are so, so precious. So, so precious. Everyone out there is so, so precious to God. So when we have an opportunity for someone to come in, let's take that opportunity. So finally, let's get back to Myron. Quick drink. A Sila moment. So as Myron entered the church that was in the shed, a friendly face greeted him. They didn't care about his clothes, that they were dirty, or they smelled a bit. They offered him a coffee, which he really enjoyed, and asked him how he was. Nobody had done that for a long time. He noticed how clean the floors were and smelt the freshness of the plants. He looked at the building and was taken aback at the effort that had gone into making this place comfortable for anyone who entered. Several people looked his way with a smile that somehow he knew wasn't fake. Someone showed him where he could sit but made no indication that, was, that there was an inappropriate place for him. He could sit where he wanted. The music started, and for the first time in forever, Myron felt God's presence. He started to cry and felt a hand on his shoulder. The elderly lady behind him had her eyes closed, but somehow knew what Myron was feeling. The music stopped and the speaker got up and talked about the goodness of God. No condemnation, no rules, no regulations, only about love. Things changed for Myron that day. Myron could be anyone. We don't know who we will meet, what they have been through, or what incredible things God has in store for them. But let's do everything we can to cooperate with God in helping people like Myron be whole. I'm going to go over here and start playing this thing, but what I'd like to do this morning is I'd like to pray for us. I won't worry about the in-ears. I'll do that in a sec. This morning I want to invite us all to take a moment to be before the Lord and ask him to help us. Help us continue to be a welcoming family.
show us better ways of doing that, to bring all those who are weary and heavy laden so he can give them rest. Also to show us as each individual what our part is to play in that. So let's pray. Lord, you are good and your love endures forever. Lord, as we sit here and we contemplate, what do you want me to do? If you're already doing something, I just pray God's blessing on you. I just pray his, his strength and his capacity on you to grow. That if you find it hard to speak to people, that he gives you a new ability. For you are precious. You are a child of God. And there is something that you can do that no one else can do. Only you can do. And he's called you to do that thing. And I want you just to, again, contemplate how precious every soul is. Help us, Lord. Thank you that you love us <laughs> and you delight in us, regardless of what we do. It's not about that. But through the love that you have for us, you encourage us and you push us on to that next place of what you've called us to be from glory to glory. We just say thank you, Lord Jesus, for your goodness. In your precious name, amen. I hope you've enjoyed today's message. Remember to check us out at baysidechurch.org.au. And of course, if you're ever in the area, please pop in and say good day.